Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. All right, let there be light. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Let's see how we can finish it this morning. Genesis 1. I think it's been a, a good ride, right? It's been a good study. Your mind has been open. I will advise you pick it up again, listen again and again and again, and let it sink deep. Amen. I, I think it's something that um, is quite, quite, quite academical, right? And um, yeah, it's, it is, it is. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. In verse 3, it says, And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So, we said that when, G, when God says, let there be light, and we, you and I will say that um, um, Moses' explanation on light, on darkness, we, we said, when he says, uh, God created the heaven and the earth, heaven is synonymous to God, and I explained that to you, that when you see the word heaven, uh, you see God at work. And when you see the word uh, earth, you see man. And uh, we, 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 we explained quite some things also. We explained even the Garden of Eden. We explained uh, the voice of the Lord. And we said when he says heaven, heaven is to explain God, his words, his actions and light. And we said darkness upon the face of the deep was to explain uh, the state of man without the spirit of God. And we, we, we looked at even the voice of the Lord, that we look at the spirit of the Lord, that they heard a voice, right? We, 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 saw that we saw the voice, we saw all of those things. So now, look at, so we, we, were, we were looking at how the New Testament writers explained, um, so you can, like, you can also lay your hands on all of the other materials, all of the other sections we've done. And I think one thing this series has done for you is to open your mind, right, to the understanding of uh, the writings of the Old Testament. Like I said, one of the one of my major intentions of teaching these messages, uh, I don't want you to see the Old Testament as a tough thing, and you so dwell in the New Testament for so long that. So one of the things we'll do in church is to be mixing it. We'll dwell in the New Testament, we'll dwell in the other. You get what I'm saying? We'll keep mixing it that way just so that you can have an awesome understanding and appraisal of the scriptures. So because as you keep going, we, we are in New York today and New York is a place where people ask questions. Uh, you are faced with a lot of questions. So there is, there is emphasis on we cannot, I cannot... I cannot compare my, my audience now with another church audience. Are you getting what I'm saying? We know our own battles. We know uh, the kind of issues we are facing or the kind of things that, are, that is applicable in our own world. Are you getting me now? So that shows that that relates to our teachings, our materials, how we will share God's word. Because we live in that world where even, even your disciples have questions. Some of your disciples are Theological guys, they, they like <laughs> they like things that deal with theology. They just want mysteries. 
to just be saying, you know, in the canon of scripture, they just want. <laughs> so you can't blame them because that's the world we live in. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that forms, so that shows to us that we have to have proper understanding of the scripture. So what we did in this series now, in the first, this series, we can break this series into two parts. In the sense that in the first uh, sessions of this series, we looked at let there be light in the context of the Old Testament. And now, in the last three, I think two, three sessions now, we've been looking at let there be light in the New Testament. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that, that shows to us that you, you must have an, a, a proper appraiser of the entire Bible. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's wholesome teaching. One thing with teaching God's word is, you can't just be fixed to a point and say, okay, I, I just know this, I just know that. You have to have that wholesomeness of everything. Does it make sense? Alright, so now let's, we, we looked at John and we said John's explanation of John, and we said John's explanation of John 1 verse 1 to 3 was, was what Moses was saying in Genesis 1, 1 to 3. When he says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, the same was in the beginning with God, and all things was made that was, you know, he was saying all of those things, and that was Moses' explanation of light and darkness also. That is, in Genesis 1, 1 to 3, he was to bear witness of Christ, and that he explained the state of a man without Christ, which is darkness. And we also said God's plan is to save man. So when he says, God commanding light to shine out of darkness, we're going to explain it in Paul's terminology also, with that statement much more. So that, I would say, the word light firstly explains God, his words, his promise, the spirit of God, and the state of a man who has believed the gospel and all of those things. Now let's, let's look at, let's look at Peter. Look at First Peter 2 verse 4. First Peter 2 verse 4. 1 Peter 2.4 You must learn to love the world. I don't know about you, but I, I, I enjoy teaching of God's word. But some of you, you don't like it. You just like gist. <laughs> you just like gist in time. You just tell us story. This is Bible, Bible, Bible. <laughs> no, you must enjoy teaching of God's word. You know, every time I go to Lagos and I'm in my pastor's church, I just, I'm, you know what, I'm just, you know, I, sometimes I'm just sitting down, I'm just in awe, like, what a, do you know what I'm just saying, what a privilege for me to be in this service, number one, number two, to hear this thing and not hear it on a recorded thing, number three, to look at the man who is explaining everything, I'm just, I'm just dazed. So I look at so I look around and I see some people are dozing. I'm just like, how dare you doze in this kind of odd session? The person is spitting fire. You are dozing. So so some of you when I, when I see you when, I, when I'm teaching, I see that some of you are just like, uh, I'm just wondering. It's like you don't understand. You know the Bible says, as it's taught this view, they say they, they have no ball within them. I can't ah. I can't be there when my pastor is teaching us. They said WCC. Uh, that one is a mystery of the zone. In fact, I'm, in the last two, three years, I've, I've told my, I've, I've been really better at myself in not sleeping, even in the long hours. That 10 hours, 
I'm largely awake because I tell myself, this is my life forever. You know, so I was showing, I was showing, I was showing my friends my notes, uh, my ten hours note. I told them see the pages. So I not those. I said the times I do, Pastor Blessing shook me by all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kept shooking me by all my, all my, all my trousers, all my trousers, and the trousers I wore that. Say, wow, everything has spoiled because of don't sleep, <laughs> don't sleep. She was so mean to me. If I go to work where I will sleep. <laughs> you know that weekend. You know when, when somebody has pushed you, pushed your limit to a point, and you have to just be angry. I just look at her and you. <laughs> I, I slept. So I did not sleep, but just so that she would know that I don't care. I'm sure she's going to listen to this, so she's going to. <laughs> so, so one time she shook me and I said, It's not paining me. <laughs> so, well, just so that I was, but it was a good You know, you need to have friends like that. That's actually a good friend who will not let you sleep. In crucial times like that, we have to pay attention to the world. But if that happens, no way, just sleep. I'll give you, I'll give you swing go. Sleep, 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 sleep on. Those, you have people that uh, surround yourself with people of faith that will inspire you not to do the wrong thing. This is very key, very, very key in your journey as a Christian. Anyway, so we are still on our legend be light, Jerry. So first Peter two verse four, he says that, um, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, he also as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up sacrifices, spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Look at what he now says. Uh, let's let's pick it down to verse nine. Look at it, verse nine. He now says, but ye are a chosen generation. I'm sure you've quoted this thing even from when you were younger. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Look at something you did not pay attention to. That ye should show for the presence of him who has called you out of darkness, right? Into what? His marvelous life. Have you seen that? Now look, look at me guys. Just look at me. Have you seen that? This thing called light and darkness was written throughout the entire Bible. So that shows that, remember again, what I have been saying in this series, if you have missed it in Genesis, you will miss it throughout the entire Bible. Are you seeing it now? So, even Peter now wrote, he says, he has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And that says, look at in verse 10, which in past, in time past, you were not a people, but now we are the people of God. There's that song by Phil Jusko. It says, we are the people of God. Called by his soul. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know it too much. It's trying that is to send me those songs. There's a but now the people of God, which have not which my pastor likes that song. Oh boy. We are the people of God. Called by his soul. <laughs> you know what? We are now the people of God. Which have now which are not obtained mercy. But now have what? Obtained mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. We are now the people of God. Glory to God. Amen. It's such a good. It's not something we read the scripture and you know, like, wow. Huh? We are now people of God. So now, 
the look at let's let's speak it let's do some contextual analysis of this place now when he says um in verse 9 he says yeah a chosen generation the real priesthood a only that word only is from the greek word word only only ah. no you do argues ah see so you have used all my second ah hmm. ha <laughs> hey okay we'll see the word only is from the Greek word agios which is the root word for agiazo h a g g i z a z o agiazo and it implies that which is sacred that is set apart it is to sanctify, to dedicate, to separate. So that means Peter was reckoning with the fact that everybody in this nation is only by Jesus' work. So that shows that we who are born again, we who are set apart, we who are everything, we are uh, we have been set apart, right? We have made holy, and uh, in, we have been made holy by Jesus' work. And made only by Jesus' word. So in that sense, we are a chosen generation. The word chosen is from the Greek word E K L E K T O S. E K L E K T O S. An adjective derived from ekligomai, E K L E G O M A I. And it implies selected and a selected choice. So the word chosen was thought with the Asian Greek to speak of a careful sifting on the basis of usability and serviceability. So I'll explain it now. That and so also whatever is selected must have the capacity to do what is chosen for. Like saying um this microphone now is chosen to do that a specific task. Are you seeing it? So it's chosen for that usability. So in the Asian Greek it is to speak of a careful uh, shifting of a basis of usability and serviceability. That is, something that is not fixed to a usable point. So it's chosen for a specific purpose. So at the word generation, when it says generation, it's from the Greek word genos. G-A-N-O-S. Genos. And it implies offspring, family, race, nation, kind. Offspring, family, race, nation, kind. So that means the believer is of a selected race or nation. So you and I, we are from a selected race or nation. And that's what he was teaching when he was saying in First Peter, look at the First Peter 1 verse 3. First Peter 1 3, when he says that, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to the abundant mercy had begotten us, Again, unto a lively hope by the resurrection. So he thought concerning the resurrection and identification and our identification in the same light and make us so that we are begotten of the Father. So you see in verse 14 also in that first Peter 1, verse 14. Yeah, it says, as obedient children, I think I thought this is working in the spirit. It says as obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former laws in your ignorance. In verse 15, that says, As he had called you holy. To be holy in all conversations. In that sense, 
because it is written be ye holy for I am holy. I'm going to explain one of these days we're going to do a series on this holiness of a thing. Um, be ye holy and all of those things. We're going to do a series on it. So therefore, it is clear that Peter taught the call of God in the resurrection of Jesus. That that means it is similar to so that means the call of God in the resurrection of Jesus is similar to uh, Paul's explanation in Ephesians 1, verse 16 to 20, uh, Ephesians 4, verse 1, where it says that uh, we should walk worthy of the Lord unto where we are called. So he was explaining that uh, he says he has called us. So at that calling there, it's um, a call in the resurrection that is, and that's a salvation terminology anyway. So he says he has called us, right, to, he has called you out of darkness into his marvelous night. And we are now the people of God. And this is a this is a prophecy from Hosea. Look at look at Hosea two verse twenty two, a prophecy that Hosea Hosea gave in Hosea two. Don't forget, I told you in the last session. I said that um that I, I told you that if you read the writings of the Old Testament, they were written in parables, right? It's such that they were in progressive revelation, right? Did I say that? Yes. Okay, sir. cool. So you have to. Look at it in a more careful light. Look at Hosea 2 verse 23. Hosea 2 verse 23. It says, And I will sow, and I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will, I, I will have mercy upon her that I have not obtained mercy. And I will say unto them, Which were not my people, that my people, and they shall say, Thou art my God. Look at what Paul taught similarly in Romans 9. Paul taught that Romans 9. Romans 9 verse 24 to 26. Romans 9 verse 24 to 26. Romans 9 verse 24 to 26. He says, Even us whom he had called, not only the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. And he said, Said as he has said in OC, so when he say OC is Ozia, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and are beloved, which will not have beloved. In verse 26, it shall come to pass that in those days ye shall say unto you, Ye are not my people, and they shall say, Ye are the children of the living God. You will see also in Ezekiel 36, verse 26 to 28, where it says, Ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. Ezekiel 36, 26 to 28. You also see in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 31, 33, Jeremiah 31, verse 33, where it says that, uh, uh, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So, Peter was explaining, so what Peter was teaching us, and he taught, the, he taught with the word light and darkness, and uh, look at 2 Peter 1, 16, so don't forget that, Peter taught us in, in chapter 1 of his letter, with the word light and darkness and all of those things. Look at 2 Peter 1 16. 2 Peter 1 16. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So it says, For we have not followed cunning, followed cunningly device fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we eyewitness of what is majesty. Says, so he says the phrase cunningly devised from so that word cunningly devised from the Greek word what? Uh, 
Think, 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 think. What do you think it is? This was a paracletus. Paracletus cup. Paralogismo. Paralogismo cup. Bongilani. Calling device is from the Greek word sophizo, which implies skillfulness, cleverness. Sophizo, which implies skillfulness, cleverness. And why the word phobos there is from the Greek word mutus, M U T H O S. It implies myth. Fiction, an idea. Fiction, meets fiction, an idea. So in essence, Peter was stating to us that what they saw, what they heard as eyewitnesses of Jesus in the incarnation was not a function of their imagination. So meaning that, so when he says we are not followed cunningly devised fables, he means, see guys, <laughs> we know what we saw. <laughs> we know what we heard. What we saw, what we heard, wasn't an imagination. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So, uh, so, he, so rather, it is a fulfillment of the prophecies of the prophets concerning Christ. It's a fulfillment of the prophecies of the prophet concerning Christ. So, Peter, what Peter was doing was, he was pointing our attention to the prophecies given in the Bible before now by the prophet concerning Christ and the documentation of what he had. So that's why in verse 19, that's 2 Peter 1, 19, look at what he says. We were, we, were, we were in that scripture in the last session. He says, We have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well, that ye take it as unto a light that shineth in the darkness until the day dawn, and what? The day star arise in your hearts. So when it says a more sure of prophecy, the word prophecy is from the Greek word prophetikon, just like I've said, the prophetikon, and it implies words, utterances. So Paul was, so that's why you see in Romans 16 verse 26, Romans 16 verse 26, where it says, but now it's made manifest to the scriptures of the prophets, prophetikon, that is the utterances of the prophets. So when, when, when we use the word prophetikon, that is prophecy or prophecy, or something, or the scriptures of the prophets, is it implies the prophetic utterances of men who were inspired by the Spirit of God. So that means that men who were inspired by the Spirit of God to prophesy concerning Christ and uh, or what Jesus has said. So, 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 and, and, and it has been fulfilled, and that prophecy now has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So he says we have a sure more word of prophecy. So when he says uh, that shine and uh, where unto you do well to take it as unto a light, and I said as unto a light in grammar will serve as a what a figure of speech called simile, right? Mm -hmm. And the word light, I told us from the word looseness, and it refers to lamp. That is, it is not light itself, but it only carries the light. So. What was Peter doing again? Peter was explaining the utterances of the prophets that they were not light, like I told us in the last session. The utterances of the prophets were not light, but they simply carried the light in a very much way, such like we have lamps and candles today. You know, when we have lamps and candles today, you know, candle, you just, candle has a rope, right? And we just light the fire on the rope. On uh, the week, the week, right? Okay, so I will just like the fire of the of the week. But you know that the the embodiment of that candle is the body, mm -hmm. 
the thing that survives the candle is the wax, the wax right? So now it's just the same thing with uh, the purposes of the of these guys. They were the light, which they were referred to as the lamp, but the ultras of the prophet were not the light. They simply carried the light. Are you getting what I'm saying? And uh, that's why you see in John 5, verse 35, where it says he was a burning and a shining light, and willing for his sister will rejoice in the light. You also see in John 1, verse 1 to uh, verse 8, where it says in the beginning there was a man sent from God whose name was John, and all of those things. And, and we said the light is Christ, and John the Baptist, the light is Christ, John's ministry was to bear witness of him that will reveal the light. And we said John the Baptist was not the light, but, uh, but rather it was just like a prophet in his own dispensation, also sent from God to bear witness of the light that is done via prophecy and all of those things. So, so when he says in that 2 Peter 1 verse 6, 19, he says, as a light that shineth in a dark place until the day down, on the days that are arising now. So that was shining, I said it's from the Greek of final, P-H-A-I-N-O, which implies to become visible. It means it's visible. So when it says the light shining, it means it's visible. So that is, the prophets in the different dispensation kept speaking concerning God's promise. The girls kept talking concerning the promise that was, uh, that was fulfilled in his son. They kept talking about it. And it also applies to their utterance concerning Christ. And it means that, it also applies that the utterances that they said concerning Christ started getting clearer over time. It just started getting clearer over the time, over time, over time. So, it shines in a dark place. I will say the word dark is from the word ochmeros, A-U-C-H-M-E-R-O-S, ochmeros in the Greek, and it implies obscurity. Obscurity, that is, complete, desolate, like the obscurity. So that means that the utterances of Christ by the prophet was amidst many other words of the same prophet. It was amidst many other words of the same prophet. In other words, not everything said by the prophets was about Christ. And that's true. Not everything said by all the prophets. And when I say all the prophets now, you you'll be looking at uh all those guys david isaiah jeremiah josh uh, uh jonah you know you'll be looking at all of those guys and not everything they said is about christ so so not everything the prophets was said by the prophet was about christ but i miss what they said will find a light so what what Osmeros is doing or what that light is like, you see, it's like it's like a torchlight. We'll be finding. So when you and I are reading all those prophets, they wrote stories, right? They wrote different things. But you and I will be looking for the light. Like, okay, let's check it. Okay, okay, this is about Christ. Are you seeing? We'll be using our torchlight too, and our torchlight lenses is. The fact that Christ has resurrected, Hallelujah! That's that's most of our that's where our torchlight starts from. So, uh, so that means that we will find a light that becomes visible over time. So, and that is what the apostles, who we are witnesses, and that's that's why when you read the epistles, also 
it's like saying it's an explanation. They find the torchlight and they written it for us. Are you seeing it? So and uh, so that's it. So uh, that's to distinguish the lights uh, in the ultrasis and all of those things. And you also see, um, and that's what Paul was saying in in Romans one verse one to three when he says Paul is servant of Christ who has promised aforetime by the prophets in the Holy Scripture concerning that is what what was in the Holy Scripture was concerning the Son Jesus which he was declared which he was declared and uh, so if we go back to our first Peter 2 9 let's go back to our first Peter 2 9 let's go to our first Peter 2 9 are you there? First Peter 2 9. It says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar nation, that ye should you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of what? Out of what? Darkness into his what? Marvelous light. So it is evident that darkness was to explain the state of a man. So darkness is to explain the state of a man without Christ, why the phrase marvelous light was to explain Christ Jesus, that is, Christ Jesus and the believer's union with him in the resurrection, which is faith in the gospel, and that is also the resurrection. Amen. So, what was Peter obviously saying? Peter was just telling us that darkness was the state of him, and he has called us out of darkness, right? That is unbelief. We can, can we say that's Genesis also? Can we say Genesis, right? Can we say Exodus without that voice, right? The voice that speaks, right? He has called us. You see, he used the word called, right? And we, we said the voice in Genesis, right? So, so, so we, we, we have a clear understanding of it now. So he says he has called us out of darkness into what is marvelous life. So let's look at how Paul explained it. I always like Paul's narrative. Paul's narrative is quite, quite, quite clear. And that's because of his appraisal into much of his writings. Look at 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1. I love Paul. I, I would love you to pay close attention to this now. As we call it a series. Amen. Amen. Well, look at Paul. Let's look at Paul's explanation. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1. It says, Therefore, see we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we faint not. But we have re- renounced the evil things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestations of the truth, condemning ourselves, condemning ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Look at what it says in verse 3. It says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them who are lost. In whom the God of this world are blinded the minds of them, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine on them. Look at what it says in verse 5. It says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. In verse 6 it now says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Can we say that's Genesis? And shine in our hearts to give, now emphasis on this word, to give the light 
of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, he explained two things in this place. Firstly, he explained that the reason why the gospel of Christ, look at what he is explaining. He explained that the reason why the gospel of Christ uh, uh, is each to them that are lost is because the God of this world has blinded their mind. So, what do you know what Paul did now? Paul made, made it clear that when we are preaching, it's an attack. We are attacking the kingdom of darkness. Are you getting what I'm saying? That the kingdom of darkness or the God, as our gospel be it, it is he to them who are lost in whom the God of this world have blinded their minds. Now, secondly, he was describing the gospel as light. Light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. So look at so first look at what Paul did. Firstly, firstly he was to he, he gave the reason why the gospel of Christ is hidden, right? Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Secondly, he now explaining that the gospel is light. The gospel is light, and it shines into the recipients who receive it. So that means that when a man did not believe the gospel. The reason he did not believe the God of this world that blinded his mind. So, that's one distinction. The second one is, the person that has now believed, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ has shined in the person's heart. Something happened to the person. Are you seeing it? And he described it and he says, the light shines. So, in verse 5 also, he now says, he said that Christ is the, is the message and that's the focus of the gospel. But look at his statement there in verse 6. He says, for God who commanded... Look at how he said it. For God. Can I give you Genesis background? Yes, this is for God who commanded... So, so when he says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was in that form of void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth, and God said... Let there be light. Now, you know, see, look at that. He now wrote it again in, verse, in this verse. He said, For God who commanded what? Darkness. Who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Now, this was not referring to the sun, moon, and stars or the creation of the solar system. That's not what he's referring to. He was, he had described the glorious gospel of Christ as the light that shines in the heart of men. So, what shines in you and I's heart? is light and i'm going to explain it now so don't forget in verse 6 he, also, he, 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 he said he said he spoke about the light shining in the heart so that means that darkness has to do with the heart of men also don't forget if our gospel is it to them who do not believe so darkness has to do with the heart of a man at least the state of a man without the gospel of christ is darkness so you and I now, I think without, without any hesitation in this life, you and I can simply say, darkness is the heart of a man. So we can say, this person's heart is dark, meaning he has not believed the gospel, right? Exactly. We can say that, right? Yeah. Now look at, look at something in John 1. Before we come back to this very quickly. Look at John 1. Let's go to John 1 verse 4. Let's go quickly to John 1 verse 4. <coughs> oh, sorry. John 1 verse 4 it says, In him was life, and the life was the what? Light of men. He now says, And the light shineth in darkness. 
and darkness comprehended it not. He now says in verse 8, it was not that light, but was sent to bear what? Witness of that light. In verse 9, that says, that was the true light, which do what? Lighted every man that do what? Comet into the world. So Paul and, Paul and also John were explaining the book of Genesis. So could they be explaining Genesis 1 verse 1 to 3? Definitely. So that would mean that Genesis 1, 1 to 3, you and I know now that that was not re- referring to the creation of a solar system. Agreed? Yes, sir. If you agree, let me see your hand. Good. So Genesis 1, 1 to 3, it is not a creation of solar system. It is not. At all. It is not. So let's go back to our second Corinthians 4. So if you go back to that second Corinthians 4, it says, for God who commanded, that word commanded is the word epo in the Greek, E-P-O, epo. And it implies to say, to speak. So in other words, what God, so in other words, what he explained was that God spoke light. And that was the very first utterance of God in the earth. The, see, if somebody asks you, what was God's first statement? God's first utterance in the earth? Light. Light. And that was his very first utterance of God in the earth. And that was light. And not that he called, not that he called the light, not that he called out the light from somewhere. Observe carefully. Observe carefully. Not that he told the light, we are called from algae, please. No, hold on. In verse 6, look at it. Let's read it again. This is for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. What did he say? He says he had shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The phrase, now look, look at that phrase, at shine in our hearts. Actually, that actually explains the first statement. So, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. So, in other words, the light was, the shining was done by God himself, who is the light. How many, of you, how many of you are getting this? That shining is done by God because He Himself also is the light. He is light. His utterance is light. Read, let's read it again. Look at that verse 6. This is for God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light. And we say that that shined in our hearts explains the very first statement. Meaning that God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. And I told you, I said, it means that the shining was done by God himself because God is light. Don't forget, John already told us, he said, for God is light and in him there is no what? Darkness at all. So, who would have done the shining? It would it be a bomb? Are you seeing it? But you know, if you are looking at it from creation of something now, you will see it as for God who commanded the light, you will not think there's one physical light who will just, you know, come out from somewhere. No. 
Bible says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who is doing the shining? He is the one doing the shining. He is the light. Are you seeing it? But what you have always thought is, you read the story like a script, like, for God who commanded the light. So you now say, ah, oh yeah, let the turn on this light now. Let the bulb turn on. No. Are you seeing it now? It says he has shined. That was shined. Is the Greek word lampo. L-A-M-P-O. L-A-M-P-O. It implies to radiate. That was shined. It implies to radiate. To give light. To radiate. To give light. To radiate. To give. Let's look at where it was used. It will make sense. Matthew 5 verse 15. Let's look at where it was used quickly. In the new, let's look at where it was used in some of the New Testament books. Matthew 5 verse 15. Are you enjoying this? Yes, sir. Matthew 5 verse 15. Look at quickly. See. Are you there? Yes, it says, um, neither, or let's start from verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on the earth cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it on under a bushel, but a candlestick and give it light unto all that are in the house. Look at what it now says in verse 16. It says, Let your light so shine. That's lampo. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and do what? Glorify God. Now look at lampo. Let your light so shine. Are you going to be holding a physical light around? Are you seeing Lampo now? <laughs> okay. So that shows that Jesus' illustration, the responsibility of men is to light a candle and put it on the candlestick. It is the light that was lit by men that now give. And it is, you know, when you light the candlestick, it is that light that will shine. Are you seeing it? It's that light on that candlestick that will shine onto all men that are in the house. Look at another example. Matthew 17, verse 2. This one can be quite summer, but let's look at it anyway. Matthew 17, verse 2. Matthew 17, verse 2. It says, And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine. Lampo. It says, His face did shine as the sun, and the raiment was white as what? Like, you notice the figure of speech, right? Is this his face? This what's the figure of it? Seemingly, mm-hmm. well, those of you that I know, mean, I can never know it. What is a science today? Ewa is was one science, Ewa was once art before she crossed over. So she's those fake people, shall not God be, <laughs> God be judge. Jamaica was. They were the first time to speak that they push and destiny. You must not think that. You must not think that cause. <laughs> okay, so it says the statement is face did so it's a simile, right? That is and which implies to compare like the radiance or a glowing of his face to that of a sun. Uh, ah, he shine like a sun. Ah, ah, ah. So that's what this, this, they gave it the so, like, if you see the song, you see the face of Jesus, something like that. Look at Luke 17, verse. Look at Luke 17, verse 24. Let's look at another one. Luke 17, verse 24. Now, look at where it was used to. Luke 17, verse 24. 
He says that uh, for as the for as the lightning that lighteth out of one part under the heaven shineth unto the other part of the heaven, so shall the Son of Man be this day. He says shineth. So the lightning lightens and shines into the other part of heaven. Look at Acts 12 verse 7. Acts 12 verse 7. Acts 12 verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he swore Peter on the side. So, and that's the scenario where looks at what the light in the prison, so what shined in the prison was light. So, if you read, so look at all the texts we've, we've checked now. What shines or gives light to others is actually the light itself. Are you seeing it? If you light a candle, what is going to brighten up? The light, right? If you are the one that is going to let your light so shine for me, who is going to shine it? You. So, are you seeing that? What, in all the texts that we have read, what shines or gives light to others is actually the light itself. Are you seeing it? So now, when we now say, for God, if we go back to another 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 and 4 to 6 now, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6, where it says, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of that name? Who shined it? God. Now you see, it? God shined it. So God, God is the light who has shone in our heart. I think that's the, that's the word. Who has shone in our heart. God is the Light who are shown in our hearts. So you look at it. Let's go out to that second Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians 4, verse 6. You see why I like Paul. Paul will give you clear. So when you read that um for God's sake, let there be light. You see that it can be multifaceted, multidimensional, right? He is the light, he spoke the light. Are you seeing it? Look at that second Corinthians 4, verse 6. It says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has now shined in our heart. So now, why did he shine in our heart? Because he is the light. Are you seeing it? So, he has shined in our heart. And God himself, don't forget, God himself is the light. Look at how John described it. First John, first John, look at how John described it. First John 1 verse 5. Let's go there quickly. First John 1 verse 5. It says that God is light and in him what? There is no darkness at all. Look at James. James 1 verse 17. Look at James 1 17. James 1 17. James 1 it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Who cometh down for what? The Father of what? Lights. So you see how they describe God. Father of what? Lights. So God is, so we can safely say God is light, right? Yes, he is the definition. And he is the source of light. How many of you agree? He is the definition of light and is the real source of light. So, all I've been trying to explain since the very first session of this series is that God Himself is the light, He is the definition of the light, and He is the source of the light. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because who lives, okay, now let's do it like this. Who lives in the believer today? God. And who is God? Light. So how so you see that you are shining the heart of the believer. Are you seeing the hair? So in other words, what Paul was saying now in that second Corinthians 4 verse 6, 
is that God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He was not referring to God creating the light. No. Rather, he was explaining that God himself is the light and he has shined in our hearts. So that's why Paul now said, look at how Paul now explained it. He says, he has shined in our hearts to do what? To give light to the knowledge of the glory of God. What? In the face of Jesus Christ. So that's why you will see Jesus in the synodic gospel. In John 8 verse 12, he says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me will know what? Walk in darkness. But he shall do what? Have the light of the world. Why? Because he is the light. John 9 verse 5. As long as I am in this world, I am the light of the world. John 9 5. John 11 5. He says, If any man walk in the day and stumble not, because he seeth not, because he seeth the light of the world, in verse 10, that's it. But if a man walk in the night, he stumble because there is no light in him. In John 12 verse 35 to 36, says, Ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be children of light. Let's go to that John 12, verse 35. I want you to see. John 12. John 12. As I begin to round up now very soon. John 12. Are you enjoying this? Yes, let there be light, right? Yes, so if we say let there be light, <laughs> we are basically saying let there be what? <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, look at John 5 verse 35. John 12 verse 35. It says, Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. So he was calling himself light. See, yet a little while the light is with you. Why ye have the light? He said, Walk, why ye have the light? Lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness, however, not know whether he goeth. But in verse 36, it says, Ye have light. Believe in the light. That ye may be what? Children of light. Look at it. Say, you have light. Believe in the light. That you will be what? Children of light. So we can simply say we are children of light. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you do you notice that? John constantly used that word. Light. He just kept using it. In John 1 verse 4, the name was light. The life was the life of men. And the light, and, the, and I was the light of men. The light shined in darkness and darkness could open it now. He just kept talking about light. In John 1, verse 4 to 9. So light, therefore, as we begin to round up now, is the character and the nature of God. So I can start ending this series by saying, light is the character and the nature of God. Light describes his personality. Light describes his personality. He is the light. God himself. Is the light. He dwells in all, and all he does is characterized by light. All that God does is characterized by light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So, light is not part of what he does, light is who he is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Light is not part of what he does. Light is exactly who he is. So, from Paul to John's explanation of Genesis 1 verse 1, it is clear to us 
that the light in Genesis is the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the image of God. So, God's communication to Adam was the person of Jesus, the image. God's communication to Adam was the person of Jesus, the image, the light, the life. And that was consistent throughout the scriptures. That's why you read in Titus 1 verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Romans 1 verse 1 to 4. You see there. So Jesus descent into humanity was not to reveal another side of God. You know, a lot of people think that the incarnation is to reveal the sweet part of God. That, okay, God is different. No. The descent of God into humanity was not to reveal another side of God or another view of God. No. It was God's revelation of himself to man. It was actually God's revelation of himself to man, which has always been in Christ. It is God's revelation of himself to man that has always been in Christ. So look at, I will, I will come again. God's communication to Adam in Genesis was the person of Jesus. So when he told Adam that they have disobeyed, they've done it, you've heard my voice, you know, is this still the same thing we are saying today? Yes, it is the same. God's communication to Adam was the person of Jesus, the image, the light, the life. So when he says, and God said, let there be light. Who is the light? Himself. So, can you say, so when Abraham said, God will provide himself, has he done it before? He has done it when he said, let there be light. He was providing himself. Is it making sense to you now? Yes, he was providing himself. When he said, and God said, let there be light. Who is going to be the light? He is the light. And there was light. Did he provide himself all through the entire scriptures? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So for Adam, what was he communicating to Adam? He was telling him about them believing the light and the disobeyed. So, Jesus' descent into humanity, Jesus' coming, Jesus' incarnation, was not to reveal another side of God. No. But it was God's revelation of himself to man. So, we can safely see God's revelation of himself to man has always been in Christ. The way God wanted us to see him has been in Christ Jesus. So look at the final question we want to ask. Go back to that at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. Hallelujah. Has this blessed you? Has this blessed you? Has this been blessing you? Let there be what? Light. And there was light. So our responsibility is to light up the visions. So when we are telling people, I appreciate that, you know, God loves you, this and that and that, you know, he has forgiven your sins, he has done them. What are we telling them? We are telling them that they will be like, 
If we say, God has forgiven your sins, we are telling them he has done it. He has provided himself. You, so when they delete the light, what happens? The light shines. Now, that's what we want to ask. Answer. Why did God let, why did God shine in our hearts? That's the question. Why did God, or why did the light shine in our hearts? Second Corinthians, let's go back to that. Second Corinthians 4. Verse 3 to 6. It says, But if our gospel be hid, it is he to them who are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is the image of God, should shine on them. For preachers ourselves, but Jesus Christ and ourselves, your servant for Jesus' sake. Verse 6, that is for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness are shining in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So, what was happening? Why did God, or why did the light, so because you know we can call God the light now, shine in our hearts. He did it to do what? He did that to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. In other words, God revealed himself to humanity in Jesus Christ. So the knowledge of the glory of God is only revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. So why did God or why did the light shine in our hearts? It shined in our hearts because the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So that's why you read it in verse 6. It says, for God, Genesis, right? Who commanded the light to shine out of darkness as what? Shine in our heart. To do what? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in what? The face of Jesus. Now look at it in the next verse in verse 7. Very carefully. It now says, but we have this in treasure. We have this treasure in what? Heavenly vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So meaning that it is evident that in Paul's explanation, in Paul's context concerning the gospel, the gospel is the light of God. Hallelujah. The gospel is the light of God. So what are we doing with the gospel? We are lighting up the light. We are lightening up everywhere. The gospel is the light. I like that verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessel. That is, this, this, this glory, this light is now within earthen vessel. And the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. It's God. No, the gospel is sweet. Also, it's really, really interesting. So, like I said again, the gospel is the light of God. So what am I doing when I teach people about Jesus? I am giving them the light. What am I doing every Sunday, every Tuesday? Giving you the knowledge, look at it again, the knowledge of the glory of God in what? In the, the face of Jesus. 
So you see, when we say supernatural community church, lighting all the dark places. It is multifaceted, right? We will light all dark places and we will also teach men the word of God so that they will come into the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the gospel is the message that saves. And the message that reveals the character and the nature of God. And we know who the Father is in the gospel of the Son. So that means that the resurrection of Jesus comes not just by hearts or ability of God, but also the revelation of the Father. So let's go back to our Genesis now, finally. Genesis 1. In the beginning, just like we started, let's end there. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. We said that God, heaven, earth, right? We've explained that, right? And we said the earth was without form and void, right? I'm sure this is very clear to everybody. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, right? And the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters, right? It's very clear. And God said, let there be light. And there was what? Light. So in conclusion now, it's evident for us that darkness that Moses spoke about is the state of a man without the Spirit of God. And light was to explain God, right? Light. So when you see light now in Genesis, light is to explain God. Light is to explain his words. Why do we say God? Because he is the light. Are you seeing it? Light is to explain his word, his utterance, because the first thing he said is light, right? Light is to explain his actions, because what he did to man is to give man light. Are you seeing it? Light, so the phrase light out of darkness, heaven and earth. So when Moses used light out of darkness, heaven and earth, they were images to explain to his audience. And who are are his audience? The children of Israel that were delivered from oppression and bondage in the hands of the Egyptians. That was his audience. They were to explain to his audience God's promise of deliverance. God's promise of salvation from bondage of sin. Death. Darkness. God's bondage. And do you know what he was saying? He was explaining that this thing it will be fulfilled in the resurrection of Jesus. So the resurrection of Jesus is not an circumstance. It is something that would happen. And it will be fulfilled in the resurrection of the promised Messiah. And it will, so you and I will now receive it by faith in the gospel. So when we say, let there be light, and there was light, I think it makes sense now. Hallelujah. Blessed. Blessed. Just lift your hands where you are. Just thank God for what He did in salvation and just bless Him.